What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted, which is a show about the power of music. Um, I'm your host, Matt, aka Cut Corners. Um, great to see some people in the chat. Shout out DBS, Burnt CDs, Eloquent, Mac and Beats, a lot of homies from the Knowledge chat. Um, good to see you. Shout out Nina Mendoza, too. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm really excited to have uh, our guest today. Today's guest is a multi-talented harmony god, killer on on so many levels. Um, and if you aren't familiar with Devin's work, I hope today serves an introduction to one of the most consistent and talented songwriters in the game. Um, his solo work is absolute perfection as well. And he has in insane credits with artists like Van Jess, Joyce Rice, Masego, and many uh, more. And they're all standout tracks on their albums too. So, so won't you please welcome Devin Morrison to Serato's Unscripted. What up, Devin? What's good, Matt? Man, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Is there any uh, echo? Is everything okay? Audio-wise, are we good? Oh, man. Crystal clear. You're looking crystal clear, sounding crystal clear. We're, we're doing good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, man, it was, um, I was just saying it was really good to see you in the Knowledge chat the other day. Uh, he was uh, Shout out Knowledge for playing the Dan Charnas interview on his channel. Um, and I'm quite happy oh, about it. Yeah. I'm quite happy about my new emote, uh, the round SpongeBob. After <laughs> yeah, is it official? Do you do you have a new emote? Yep, yep. So if you're a... oh man, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> it was great fun. Um, and um, man, you've been streaming a bunch too, and I've been really enjoying uh, seeing your streams and and showing your process. Yeah, it's fun, man. I I like uh going on there and just having fun. It's it's kind of a way for me to you know. I hate the expression kill two birds with one stone but you know just uh do a couple of things at one time engage with the fan base you know make music and you know kill some time do you feel um like how do you find streaming and working on music in front of an audience though is it is that a bit of a challenge at all initially it was totally a challenge um i had a really hard time with it because i was like man it's, it's such a sacred space you know so yeah I was like, man, how are people doing this? You know, but, you know, after a while, I was like, you know what? It's cool, whatever. You know, I just kind of got used to it and just uh, just got used to the space of being able to work on my own while still having spectators, you know. And it's a lot like a studio if you think about it, you know. Totally. Yeah, it's really it's really great to have that insight. That's that's probably one of the one of the things I really enjoy a lot about Twitch specifically is people like yourself, like Knowledge. Uh, mind design for a minute was doing it um there's a handful mm -hmm. others spell and everyone's kind of just sharing a lot of like really incredible knowledge for excuse the pun but for <laughs> for for us all especially uh inspiration and things like that which like you said is quite sacred yeah for sure so thank you and it was cool um i saw um i saw you using some cool plugins in your stream uh shout out korg legacy bundle Ooh. <laughs> What are some of your um, your favorite plugins, if you don't mind uh, sharing a little? <clears throat> oh yeah, I want me to give you like, my secrets. <laughs> oh, I know. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, ain't no gatekeeping for real. Um, yeah, the Cork Legacy is definitely like my my uh, my main sword, so to speak. I, I use it on virtually everything I do. You know, Wave Station M1. Big fans of that. Um, I use the rolling cloud stuff sometimes, you know. I'm not a big fan of subscriptions, but you know, whatever. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Um, 
what else do I like a lot? Uh, I I like the the the, the mini monster by G Force. It's like a it's like a mini mode joint, but it's good. Um, I like some of the Arturia stuff. I just wish they had better presets. But mm. the the, uh, the modular five, I, I I use pretty religiously. So yeah, that's, to name a few. That's one of the things, not to get too geeky about it, but I really like about the Korg Legacy bundle is the presets like get you really going right away. They're the OGs, so it's like it's perfect. It's before it. It's like pre EDM presets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I know, saw they ones... go ahead. Go upside. I saw they recently put out like a Triton plugin, and I had like, did you ever have a Triton? I have one right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have one right here. I have a Triton. Yeah, I had one too, but uh, um, it was really hard to justify like recording it in constantly. So I'm really excited that they got that. Yeah, it's funny because I sometimes I use the, the plugin even though I have the actual thing right here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like such a funny that that keyboard is so iconic, right? For a lot of the music we love. It is. It's like hella dated, but it's still cool because it just has some sounds that you can't you can't really get nowhere else. Do you um? Do you do you find yourself stumbling a lot across a lot of the kind of like those uh, early two thousands sounds and specifically in the Trident for for your production? <clears throat> Not really. Um, I just uh, I I just I kind of use it for utility, like strings and just some really simple sounds. You know, sometimes the drums in there are kind of cool. In fact, there's a, a track that I produced for Crush where I think most of the drums are from the Triton. Oh, dope. We're going to talk about Crush mm. a little bit later, too. Um, okay. shout, out, shout out Crush. Um, and while we're talking about social media and things, um, the first time I heard about you, Devin Morrison, was actually uh, these short remixes that you did um, on IG with uh, Mind Design. Word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so fire. Like. Um, fun. There was one in particular. I was like, "Oh man, I wish it was a full song." It was this one. Um, it was like this. This lady was coming home, and she opened the door, and she started singing. And you guys did this incredible arrangement and song. Duranis, Duranis Pace. Oh man, thankful joint. Yeah, thankful. Yeah. That's rest the one. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Duranis Pace. Um, yeah, that was funny. Like I was, I was staying with, my, I was staying with my, my boy Soups at the time, and uh, Ringo came through, and. I think he found that video first. I think he found that video. He was like, yeah, we should flip this. And I was like, all right. So I put it on and then I just, I, I did I think I did the chords first and then he did the drums. And then, you know, 30 minutes later we had that joint. And Holy. It was hilarious. That that track got me a session with two chains. <laughs> what? <laughs> so random. Yeah, I know. I know. It's totally random. It kind of went viral for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I got put onto it. Shout out OP Miller. He put me onto it. And I was like, holy smokes, this is so good. So, yeah, no doubt. 30 mm. minutes? Damn. Yeah, it was, it was a quick chop up. <laughs> and then lately, um, it's really cool to see you doing the, the you've been remaking jingles, like, uh, or, uh, um, like infomercials or ads, uh, vintage mm-hmm. ads. The, they're yeah. so awesome. <laughs> How did you get the, the yes, idea for that? Is. Um, hmm. I feel like, uh, like in college 2015, 
is when I came across. Um, I mean, I've always had a love for jingles, but just didn't really notice it. You know, just kind of like my thing with Japan too. But with uh, with the jingles, you know, you, you remember when Vine was out, and um, oh yeah, Vine, shut there, up, Vine. Yeah, and there was this dude named Bill Wirtz who was doing these crazy jingles, uh, this like short jingles about nothing, and I was just like, this is the best thing ever, you know. And um, eventually. You know, I took a stab at doing some jingles myself about stupid stuff like eggs, you know, and uh, that was like 2016. And I would like, you know, do off and on. But the whole thing with the commercials that started when I don't, I don't even remember the first commercial that I did it to. But I remember being like, you know, what? it's kind of fun. And it was just a cool way for me to just kind of, you know, sharpen my sword and just practice. You know, can I keep your attention for 15, 30 seconds? You know what I mean? Well, you definitely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're the best things on this <laughs> on Instagram, in my opinion. But the funny thing is, <laughs> I was going to say is, um, I saw recently somebody was talking about like IG, TikTok and, and other content as kind of, they talked about it as it was kind of disposable or, or there wasn't as much value to it. And I, I'm a bit conflicted right. with that myself. I, I, I disagree, but I'm curious to get your opinion on it. Um, because yeah, you, you seem you seem to be able to produce a lot of these, um, and like you said, it was interesting to hear that you, you got a session off with with two chains off of one of these things. So, like, what's your what's your opinion on on shorter form kind of content like that? I mean, it's it's kind of like when people go on social media and they post a video of themselves singing a song, you know, or any other thing to show off. I think. It's not a bad idea to do that every now and again, just to show people like, okay, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Even even if I'm not releasing a song on Spotify, like, don't. This, here's a reminder that I'm still good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and, and that alone, because social media is so weird. People will forget about you like that until you mm-hmm. give them a reason to remember. And so, you know, it serves a few functions. It's like, all right, here's a reminder that I still exist. Don't get too comfortable and, you know, be excited for the album whenever it drops. You know what I mean? Totally. So. Now, on that, though, like, is, do these videos take quite a lot of time? I mean, they seem so well produced with the, like, syncing up the visuals. Like, is that, a, a, do you find that takes, is a, is a lot of effort that maybe detracts from your creative process? Yo, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it takes, like, I mean, it never takes more than a day, you know, but um, sometimes it'll take, you know, a few hours. Sometimes it'll take one. I think it depends on the length of the spot and spot meaning like the, the ad hmm. and um, and what I want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, and sometimes it's like it's it's magic. It happens on its own low key, but sometimes it's not. Like the last one I posted, the uh, the No Nonsense. I struggled with the drums for like an hour, just trying to figure out like what drums go with this commercial. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, man, thank so. you so much for doing those though. Like they are really inspiration, inspirational, and um, and thank yeah, you. I thank you for the for putting the time, and I'm so glad that you do that as well as make uh, incredible songs and 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 music. And uh, if you're in the chat and you don't follow uh, Devin Morrison on on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. 
make sure you do, uh, you can just type in exclamation point uh, follow and it will pull up his Twitch, his Instagram and his Bandcamp. So please do that. And uh, while, I, while I have the mic for a second, I want to give a quick shout out to Loki and the Good Music Twitch fam for the raid. Thank you guys for raiding in. Welcome Yo. to the, the chat with Devin Morrison. So um, Loki. Yeah, DJ Loki. Um, so yeah. he was actually just playing one of your joints a little earlier, which brings me into um, one of my questions about um, you, you, your original, one of the other ways I heard about you, you originally signed with Nothing But Net Records, uh, which is French mm-hmm. producer Honora's record label. And I'm curious to know, um, how did you guys connect? Um, so the story was, is I was uh, kicking it with my boy Fitz Ambrose. This is back when I was living in Japan. And um, he had showed Onra my music. This was maybe like a week after I dropped Ayako, you know, on my own. And um, Onra heard it and was like, I got to sign this guy, whoever he is. Like, I, this guy is who I've been looking for, you know. And so I had a talk with him and, um, you know, it was cool, you know. And I, at the time, I was really getting into the butters, you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of obscure 90s R&B stuff, you know. Um, so it's, it's man, all right, that's, that's another thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we, we, we hit it off and uh, signed a deal. And there was actually another album that I was supposed to release with them first that never came out. But, yeah, it's, it's procrastination. But, uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I ended up doing busting instead, and that worked out. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Um, but let's while we while we got it, let's let's run Ayako for a second because that's a jam, and I really love this song. Um, I heard it when it when it came out, and I was like, this is this is the joint. So um, let's just run that for a minute because uh, just give you a taste of this banger from Devin Morrison. When did this come out, Devin? Twenty seventeen. Okay. Right, we can't get all, all the way through here because of you know it's just being good. careful. But that is Ayako by Devin Morrison. Now, Ayako is that a character from a comic book, anime? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a there's a there's a, uh, a manga slash anime called um, Slam Dunk, and um, Ayako was the assistant coach. Who you know every every good otaku has a has an anime crush. All right, let's, let's not let's not play ourselves here. You know, you, you got one, too, if you watch anime, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, I just was like, you know what? I feel like making a song about an anime character, and I did. And <laughs> it's so dope. <laughs> I like it, you know? I'm, I'm happy with it. Oh, I, man. I named, my, I named my cat after it. Oh, yeah. So Shout out, really... Ayako, your cat. I love the Instagram yeah. videos of, of your cat, too. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's over here somewhere. That's cool, and um, I I just re- I only learned about um 
Slam Dunk around 2015. And it's a really great, uh, really great uh, anime. Um, and it's so cool how like they captured the essence of like the 90s basketball and like everyone's wearing these Jordans and like, oh man, I love it's tight. that. It's tight because if you watch it, you'll also notice that like almost every basketball player is like a copy of an actual basketball player in there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like Rukawa is like Jordan, uh, uh, Hanamichi is like Dennis Rodman, Akagi's like Patrick Ewing. So it's like it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's so cool too. And street, I know in Street Fighter they were, they did something similar where um, I learned that uh, M, they had to change the name M Bison and um, one of the other characters because M Bison was originally meant to be the the boxer in in Street Fighter, but they couldn't call him. And Bison because it was too close to Mike Tyson. Yo, I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I heard they got M. like Bison, Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> so they switched That's the names. Very amusing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know who I, who I heard that from, but um, shout out whoever put me onto that idea. That's right. Thank you, Al Rizzi, and the chat. Um, M Bison and Balrog were switched around. I mean, that's why M. Bison... That makes is, so much sense. Because yeah. why is that nigga named Balrog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out Onra, man. Um, big fan of Onra. I love his sound. It's, it, you guys have really complimentary uh, aesthetics, and it's really... It's, I totally see how you guys connected on that. Because um, he, he uses a lot of the, sure. those R&B samples, too. Yeah, man, Onra and Fitz are like my big bros, man. You know, uh, they, I've learned a lot from those guys. So shout out to them. Shout out Onra um, and Fitz. Now you recently came back from a performance at Coachella. How was that show, man? It was cool. Um, it was so hot and dusty. You know, like Coachella is a different beast. So I, you know, I commend every performer, especially those who had a full act, because performing in that climate is no joke. Like, I might have down a half a gallon of water before going on stage, and I got up there and I was just like, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was tough, but uh, it was cool, man. It was a blessing to be be um, performing in front of that many people. Man, it was a lot of people. Yeah, man, it's kind of like, was that your first festivals uh, post-pandemic kind of situation? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was just <clears throat> Masego's manager hit me. He was like, "Yo, are you trying to do yams at Coachella?" And I'm like, "Why not?" So, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I was just out there for one song and, and got and got off the stage. <laughs> Speaking of which, we should probably play like a little clip of yams. Um, if you don't mind. Oops. Go for it. Oops. Sorry about that. Ads. Um, let's pull up. Um, let's pull up the Yams video. This is a great video, by the way. Shout out Masego. And uh, let's make this a little bit bigger here. Run it back. No thanks. <clears throat> This is Masego and Devin Morrison. This is Yams. Question. 
Sego featuring Devin Morrison, Yams video. Uh, hopefully that uh, that still lets, lets lets us continue on. Um, so where was this video <laughs> shot? Um, Devin, was this in Atlanta? Yes, correct. This is when this was in Atlanta. Yes, nice. Mm -hmm. It's a really lovely video. Um, yeah, shout out Masego and you guys. How did you guys link up? Did you guys link up at the playlist retreat? No, actually, I mean. Later, yeah, but we met for the first time. Um, I was in the studio randomly with Alex Isley, and Jesse Boykins was there. Wow. Uh, Chris Turner was there, and Masego walked in. I had only known him from, like, you know, to now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was cool, man. He was just a real goofy, charismatic guy, and I was like, this guy's cool. And uh, eventually we uh, connected over the interwebs. And yeah, man, we, we bonded over yams, you know? <laughs> is that is that how the song came about? You guys were just talking about yams? Kind of, yeah. Like he, uh, so I, I I made the track before. Like I was, uh, I was watching Martin and um, I, I, guess I, was, I was thinking about that episode where he was, uh, interviewing Mar Varna Hill and Varna Hill was like, you know, yeah, we got catfish. We got, you know, this and that. Oh, and we have yams imported from New Orleans, you know, and that. <laughs> so Martin's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, tripping and he gets off air. He's like, okay, so how can I get to the yams? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I just, I, I thought that was so funny. So I just, I made a beat, sung the hook on it, did a little verse, sent it to him, that night and oh i saw a video of him uh talking about the yams in south south africa you know and he was just going on a rant and i thought it was hilarious and so uh i sent him that track and i woke up i woke up the next morning and there was a whole verse <laughs> and i was like this is great yeah, absolutely <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And he, and you got the first. So did you have the first verse written already? And then he dropped a verse. So how how, how did you guys write? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I I wrote my I wrote the hook and the verse, my verse, and then he did his verse, and then later on he was like, I got this bridge idea, and I was like, okay, cool. So he wrote the whole bridge, and I just sang my part to it. That's dope. That's so cool, man. Yeah. And did you just did this all yeah. over um over over the internet, or did you guys get to link up? Until the end, until the end, then I then I pulled up on him, and uh, <laughs> made him re-record some vocals. I was oh. like, "All right, this is cool, but let's do this better." And he hey. was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good friend, though. I I think you know, like saying, "Oh, I, I know man. you can do it better." 
he's one of my closest friends, man. He's he's a great great guy. That's dope. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and then yeah, you, I I I remember that was actually I think the first time I met you was at the playlist retreat. You came out to Jazzy yep. Jeff's house in Delaware, not blown up the spot, but um, yeah. And that and and that was at a time that I was hating him because <laughs> Masego he was on vocal rest. Yes, Masego. Um, no, you know, I would never hate Jazzy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, shout out Players Retreat, man. It was great, but uh, yeah, this fool Masego was on vocal rest because he had a he had a show in San Francisco or something like that, so he wasn't talking the entire time. Uh-huh. Actually, one the first day he, he was talking, every day after that, conven- conveniently, the day where we had to do the challenge, you know, oh, yeah. where we had to all team up and make a song in 24 hours, he was in my group coincidentally and was talking through a machine that he would type his words into and i'm like like when you can talk again i'm beating your ass like (laughs) (laughs) was it like stephen hawking like i am not feeling well kind of vibe yes literally yeah literally and um (laughs) sonny james remembers it (laughs) so yeah dude and so you know it was me him Matthew Perry. Uh, no, that's me. I, w- I wasn't in your group. Matthew not, Law. Not Matthew Perry. Matthew Law, excuse me. <laughs> Shout out to my doppelganger friends. Matthew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Law. Um, Full Crate. And uh, Tracy. I believe, yeah. Tra- DJ Tracy. Um, and we, we ended up making a joint, and it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was tight. But he like contributed like some stems from an old song, and I'm like, bro, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how you guys had to do that though. Like it's so it's so wild to me. Like when we we're there, because <clears throat> I'm always there at Playlist Street as like not as talent. I'm just there as like kind of like industry guy, right? But right. seeing all these teams, like just so people who are watching know, like on the at the Playlist Retreat, which is Jazzy Jeff's retreat at his house. He invites all these producers and artists, songwriters, musicians, and they all uh, team up in groups and have to make a song. Um, and you get some wild combinations. I mean, just the, the people that are on your group, it's insane. Masego, Full Crate, Devin Morrison, Matthew Law, DJ Trey's like, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing people, yeah. but that's insane. Like uh, all those people are, individually are incredible. So like everyone working together, it's wild. And you get some yeah. crazy combos. It was a blessing, man. It was definitely a... Uh surreal experience like you know having lunch with de la soul you know what i mean just like like it's, it's freaking <laughs> plug one plug two pete rocks to my left smacking eating some chicken i'm just like this is the most outrageous <laughs> this is not real you know what i'm saying it was it was wild yeah it's magic it's really crazy that that we get that that happened you know i mean i hope that it happens again so if they can make it happen oh, yeah. again. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Was there anyone in specific, though, there that you were like, oh, shit, like, I can't believe I'm just hanging out with this person that you looked up to as a, as a kid or anything? Oddly enough, I was playing basketball with Redman, and that was, like, the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, this is crazy. So Redman was one of them. Um, Vidal? Oh yeah, Vidal um, Davis. Yeah, Vidal Davis. That was 
crazy because I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Dre and Vidal. Um, so many people. Primo, like when I met Primo, that was wild. Um, <laughs> I, I was low key. Uh, I'm not ashamed. I'm not proud of this, but I was a little bit um, fangirly around Questlove. It is <laughs> yeah. what it is. He's yeah, he, like we were in. Yeah, we were in line to get some food. And I was like, a, as cool as I could. I was like, yo, man, you know, thanks for all you do. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate you. Whatever I said. And he was like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just minded his business. And I was like, <laughs> you know, but whatever. Do you, um, is, is that one of the, one of the people that you would hope to be on the team with if you, if you got back to playlist retreat? I feel like I have a lot more self-confidence than I did then. So I think going back, I'd probably be a little more like, oh, you guys got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You contribute so much. I was like, I could do this thing myself if I want to, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. No, but it's it's very humbling, though, because it's, it's, it's really good to know how to work with other people and and. A truly good producer can utilize um, the artist he has around him, you know, to do the things that he can't do or she can't do. You know what I mean? So that's a really, really good point. Yeah, a true producer can utilize the people to do their best, right? On a on a track, highlight the strengths. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, that's like. And, and... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I guess that's more traditional, like like executive kind of production right like uh dr dre stuff yeah <laughs> yeah or even like you know like you know even before that you know uh gambling huff and you know jimmy jim and terry lewis you know whatever they don't have the ability to do they call and help you know unless you're prince <laughs> doesn't it all yeah totally that's crazy um now, uh, one of the one of the one of the really cool things I saw pretty recently um, was uh, Hitboy sampling your track Casper for the Nas song "Dedicated." Um, how did yeah. it feel to be sampled by Nas, dude? That was one of the weirdest days in my entire life. Because I mean, in a cool way, um, I was I was sitting here, I was working on some music, and uh, I got a phone call from Hip Hop Kiambo Joshua. And I'm like, oh my god, oh, that's rare. He never calls me. <laughs> um, or unless he like has a question about something. But he calls me and he's like, uh, like, yo, what's up, kid? I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, uh, like he's like, hey, who owns the masters to Casper? And I'm like, I do. He's like, all right, cool, cool. Nah, I just sampled it. I'm just like, bro, get off my phone, bro. Like, stop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stop playing. He's like, he's like, I'm dead ass. I'm like, what? <laughs> So I'm like, okay. He's like, he said, Hit Boy's trying to reach out to you. I'm like, so I check my Instagram and like, there's a DM from Hit Boy. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> and so I hit him up and uh, I ended up meeting them that day um, at the studio. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> just sorry, I'm I'm thinking about the 
when I pulled up to the to the studio, I'm like right outside the room. They were shooting like a video or something. And um and like the door opens and I see Hit Boy and Nas sitting down and uh you know, Hit Boy sees me and he's like, Oh what to go and then Nas is like, Oh, that's him <laughs> <laughs> And I was like I'm adding that to my resume. You know? <laughs> now I saw me and said, Oh, that's him. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, <laughs> I'll take that to my grave. But um, it, it was really cool. He was really nice. And uh, the track was dope. And yeah, man, surreal experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm just going to do a quick, uh, I guess, illustration of, of what that is uh, for people who don't know. So if you haven't heard Casper, it's like, man, I, was, I, I love this song like from the jump. Um, so this is Casper. I have one. And yeah, everyone should just DJs run this track up. It's so so dope. And then the cool part is like this part of the, this song. Part of the song is awesome. Like I love this part of the song. And then they sampled the like the the outro, right? Would you say? Yeah. Yep. So this is the part they sampled. And then they, uh, I guess they pitched it up, and mm-hmm. then you get dedicated by Nas like this. So you can hear that it's chopped up, pitched up. Super dope. I'll just give you the intro of that. So yeah, I mean, dude, super dope, That's man. That's still weird. <laughs> that's that's still trippy to listen to, you know. Just hearing Nas rap over my voice is like wild. <laughs> yeah, perfect combo yeah. though. Like it just, it's wow. I was like, when I heard it, I was like, this makes so much sense, you know. Yeah, it fit, it fit, and um, me and Hit, you know, we we became friends after that. Man, he's such a cool dude. Very inclusive, you know. He was never like on some weird industry stuff like you know a lot of these guys are so that was yeah it was a blessing that's awesome yeah i love hearing stories like that about about producers and people like hip boy and it's really cool I, I really admire what he's doing working with someone like an artist and like he's done with nas and big sean where he does like the full project i feel like that's one of the things that, that i really think creates great um i guess great synergy and and great cohesiveness in an album is when you get I mean, you work with a lot of artists, right? On on individual songs. Have you ever worked with an ar- artist on a full project like that? Um, not really. I'd I would really have to love and believe in that artist because <laughs> <laughs> my patience runs so thin. Um. I'm not opposed to it though, because I feel like all the great producers have done that. You know what I mean? Like, 
Roger Troutman did that with Shirley Murdoch. Um, you know, Gambling Huff, Phyllis, Phyllis Hyman, um, Jimmy Jim, Terry Lewis, Janet Jackson, you know, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson. So I feel like it's it's definitely kind of a rite of passage that I have to, you know, embark upon at some point, probably when I'm older. Um, but for now, I'm like, you know what, while these knees still work and while my voice still sounds somewhat young, let me, let me try to get out all the artisty stuff as much as I can. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I, I mean, we, I really hope that we continue get to get more Devin Morrison solo albums and solo projects because, man. For sure. For shut sure. up, shut up, Bussin. Uh, it's a great album. And then, did I hear correctly? You're working on a new album right now. Is um, I don't want to blow up the spot, but are you on album mode? Yes, sir. Awesome. Certainly in album mode. Um, it's it's been difficult. It's <laughs> the name of the record. I don't know if I should say the name. I, I can't say it right now. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's it goes in line with the the name of the record is like what I need right now to finish this album. So that's the funny thing about it because I'm I'm always getting distracted or I have another session or I'm producing for someone else, you know. And it's a blessing. I love that you know people want to work with me and that keeps me you know paying bills. But at the same time, it's like I I need to be alone and finish this <laughs> finish this album you know because i'm getting bothered about it every single day <laughs> totally and, and and honestly i appreciate you making time for this interview because yeah that takes away from your time to complete your record too so thank you man anything for you matt <laughs> but i mean on the on the subject of your album because yeah i can totally see how that would be a, a challenge to balance working with other artists and then finishing your own projects to you know create your own um your, your develop your career further but um what what are some of your inspirations working on this new album right now if you don't mind sharing um it's kind of hard to say because i feel like i'm 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 pulling from so many different things but um i i mean right now my favorite producer to study is a. Uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto, mm. you know, I really enjoy his work, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like with Bustin', I was, I was more trying to nail some styles. Like you know, with No, I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me you know, tap into Dilla World. Okay, with Bi, let me tap into Chucky Booker World. You know, so with this one, it's kind of more like, all right, this is me. Uh, this is kind of like. I'm I'm approaching the introit of my mastery as a producer, and so it's like I I finally have my own sound, and so I'm just kind of doing whatever I want with it. And I think with this next record, it's like how I'm formatting it is you do not know what to expect, you know, just like how when you're at a beach and you see a tide, you see a wave coming. It's like, that's a big wave, but I don't know how big it is really until it hits you. And it's like, well, you know, so hopefully that's how the album feels. It's like, oh, I thought we were going to go here, but we're going here. All right, we're going here, you know, so. Man, I love that analogy of the wave. I really relate to that. Um, it'll make it'll make sense later. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's really cool too. And I think, of, I think what you've just talked about, 
you know finding your your sound i mean I, I definitely hear every time i hear a song that you produce i'm like oh that's that's got to be devon so like it's really cool to hear you feeling that confidence in that you know it sounds like you've got a real a real confidence in your sound now which is really awesome yeah thank you it's i mean it's a i'm forever trying to work on the craft and just get better singing is still fairly new to me you know what i mean like i that's something I started doing my last year of college. So, you know, I'm trying to get those hours in practice. You know, that's what the jingles are for. It's just like, <laughs> this is all just practice. That's dope. Um, a little while ago, actually, um, you, you know, speaking of um, Ryuichi Sakamoto, um, a while back we met up in Little Tokyo and we ate okonomiyaki. And I remember you talking we about... Did. <laughs> it was super dope. I remember you talking about how you like to make music for video games. Um is that still a yeah. thing? Uh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that was the original plan. You know what I mean? Like, this artist thing was not part of the plan at all. Like, I went to college so that I could make music for video games and film. And that was the point. And then I, I left. I moved to Japan and, you know, saw how kind of get kept and shaded in that industry was and was like okay i just saw homies in the underground scene making a modest living just putting out their own music and i said oh okay i could do that too so so now it's like you know i'm i'm totally down to make music for a game but they're gonna come to me <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could see that happening i know that um i saw i think i saw mind design uh, maybe knowledge got a, a track on the new street fighter soundtrack yeah man that's so cool they did i figured it was called the cap jams oh okay yeah i'm 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 so happy for them that's so tight it's almost a bit, a bit of a shame they didn't tap you for that i hope that they realize if they ever do it again they get you because yeah you smash they, that they probably don't know <laughs> ah, they're lost <laughs> but um but yeah, so you so you spent some time in Japan. What were you were you uh, what were you doing in Japan? I was there um, for about fifteen months. I was teaching for a couple of months and got fired. Oh shit! And from then on, <laughs> I was uh, hustling, man, selling beats. Fitz Fitz got me in the DJing, so that was another hustle I picked up. Um, what else happened? I. Uh, I got into sorry, my mom blank. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just got into like like small little odd jobs, just trying to you know pay the bills somehow. And um, yeah, eventually had to go. You know, got that got that ill deportation. <laughs> oh shit! Is the a visa hard to get for Japan? I mean, I had a visa for a year, and then like. You know, my last job that I had, which was like two months before I left, uh, it was expiring and my job at my job had laid me off. So I was like, okay, no visa renewal. All right. So eventually I just had to uh had to go. <laughs> now, what was the, yeah. the, the like the ins but when you lived in Japan, what was there a, was there a strong influence or did how did that affect you in a creative way? Like did it give you some new perspectives or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just being in the city alone is inspiring. 
sometimes in a negative way, sometimes in a positive way. Because it's like once the initial awe and, and oh my God goes away and, you know, we're in Japan, everything is delicious and people are so friendly. Once you get past all that, it's it can be a very lonely and like kind of cold city, you know. Um, but it was so necessary because I feel like I learned so much about myself, mm-hmm. and you know, during that time, I was definitely I would say one of the best things about living out there is almost everyone is a, a nerd about something, you know especially with music like there is a a dedicated group community for anything anything you know what i mean like you'll go to this community and see these obscure 90s gangster rap cds from rappers you've never even heard of going for 300 dollars, 400 dollars. yeah (laughs) cds you know what i mean so I love that part. You know, it's just like it's a great place to just discover whatever it is you're you think you're into. That's dope, man. Um, and did did you do you um did you discover like a lot of city pop or, or or music like that that you know that we in the West maybe weren't up on. Most people, I guess. Kind of, sort of, but I feel like you know, ironically enough, while I was out there, I was I was getting more into. Uh, the buddies, you know what I'm saying? Just a, just a bunch of obscure American <laughs> R&B music. That was, that's what I was really getting into at the time, you know, just, just kind of going back and catching up where I might have missed a few things, you know. That's dope, man. And then um, yeah. we're just, since we're, we're talking about Japan, but let's bring it back to, to the U.S. Um, and, and just want to acknowledge that it's um, AAPI Heritage Month. Uh, Asian American Pacific Island Heritage Month. Uh, you mentioned mm. Roji Sakamoto, but are there spe- of AAPI artists based uh, in in the states? Uh, who are some of your favorite artists? You know, on state side. Hmm. On this side. Um. Well, in all fairness, Sakamoto lives in New York now. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, there, there's a there's a, a new young lady named um, uh, Audrey Nuna. She's a she's a rapper. I think she's pretty interesting. Um, who else? Um, I'm trying to think out out here on the state side. I mean, I'm 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 cool with PH One. He's he's pretty cool. He's dope. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of. I mean, I guess this Anderson Pack cost. Yeah, does, sure. does, does yeah. he count? <laughs> I mean, R- Ringo, you know. Oh shoot, man! Yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Mind design. That's probably it. Yeah, top of my list out here. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking out here, but yeah. <laughs> That's all good, man. Uh, you, you you collaborated with um one of, one of my favorite artists. We had her on the show a little while ago. Joyce Rice. Also, yes. Um, See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her too. Yeah. yeah, Joyce is lovely. I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna see her tonight. Oh, dope. Yeah, she's just yeah. been on tour. We, I caught her show here in Vancouver. It was amazing, man. She's uh been killing it on the road. Word. 
she's man she's such a powerhouse man she's singing dancing i'm like look at you go ahead yeah man and i really love that she really took that speaking of r&b stuff she really took that like that approach you know kind of like a i wouldn't say an old school approach but a a more traditional like kind of performance approach to her for her shows super dope seeing her and um uh shoot i'm blanking um on on person she's on the road with right now Oh, she was on the road with Lucky Day. Lucky Day, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Um, and now, um, also speaking of um, uh, artists that you've collaborated with on the the other side, not not state side, you've collaborated with a lot of uh, Japanese and Korean artists. Um, I'm gonna shine a light on some of those. I saw a really cool tweet pop up the other day um, from somebody. Where is this tweet? Let's pull up this tweet. And I thought it was a really really lovely tweet. Uh, Rice, I don't know if you know this person or not, but they said uh, when De- when Devin Morrison is associated with a song, you know it's going to be a hit. And we have uh, Sumin. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Crush. Yes, we did sir. Two, two, choi- two joints with Crush and one featuring Joyce Rice. And yep. now Yoshioka. Now Yoshioka. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to now, man. Yeah, super dope, dude. <laughs> um, and then the one you did with now um, Yoshioka was uh, with uh, Eric Roberson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, Vidal Davis mixed it. Oh, track. for real? Yeah. So that album, I think I got, I got credits on three songs. I helped write one with Kia Victoria. Um, I produced lost and uh about you yeah let's let's run um about you real quick um all right this is about you now yoshioka featuring eric roberson and devin morrison too much more than that uh definitely got to check that one out though because man that baseline whoo oh my goodness <laughs> thanks man man yeah, honestly I... your baselines are crazy dude i don't know what, how you do it with the they're all over the floating all over the place but they're beautiful a lot of my favorite producers are pretty lyrical with their baselines and so i kind of take from that you know just it's a secondary melody so i try to make sure it's you know fun <laughs> absolutely thank you uh aris uh that go aris for posting the band camp link in the chat definitely cop oh, that it is. 
Um, and like I said, if yeah. you if you haven't got Devin Devin Morrison's album Bus in, and you need to you need to get that, um, and you can get that if you just type exclamation point follow in the chat, it'll pull up. It's Twitch. Follow him on Twitch. Follow him on Instagram and Bandcamp. Um, so yeah, um, um, so sorry. Um, you're originally from Florida, though, right? You you grew up in, in yeah. Florida. Only how in did Florida. how did growing up up there and in, in, impact your musical development? Um. <laughs> I th- I think the 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 household that I grew up in impacted me more. You know, my my parents are just incredible musicians and and music listeners. You know, my mom was like a Stevie Wonder stan, mm. and you know, Donny Hathaway, and you know, all all this stuff. We, we grew up listening to George Duke and all this amazing music with Yellow Jackets and take six and all that so that was a part of my upbringing um as far as orlando it's kind of funny because we we don't have a whole lot from there that's like noteworthy besides like the backstreet boys mandy moore right <laughs> smiles and south star you know what I'm saying? it's like a lot of uh, you know random you know groups that come out of there but um oh what's that one group uh o-town yeah, <laughs> we got O Town, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the South at the end of the day, so it, it kind of felt like Atlanta in some ways, where all the kids were listening to Gucci, you know, they were listening to Gucci Man, and I was like, "What do y'all see in this?" And then later on, I get older, and I'm like, "Oh man, I love this," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, th- I feel like I was so apathetic because while other kids were listening to. Lil Wayne, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Doom, you know what I mean? Because, you know, my, my brothers were playing Slum Village when I was seven and eight. So that was like, that was my exposure. And I was just like, I didn't, I didn't really fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I guess that influences somehow. Yeah, shout out your brothers for putting you on to Slum. I mean, that's, Wow. Yeah, I I hear a little bit of that, um, and it's cool that you you acknowledge that. Um, you you mentioned that a little bit uh, earlier. You talked about Dilla being an influence too, and it was great having Dan on the on the book. We talked about that. I read the book Dilla Time. Did you get yeah. a copy of that? Yes, I got it right there on the table. How do you like it? Uh, I haven't. I've yet to dive into it. I've been meaning to. Oh man. I want to set aside the time to really just, you know. It's really good, yeah. man. Uh, it's really cool too because especially being a musician like it's really good how they talk about you know things like the equipment being used the music the influence of the music yeah like Sonny said it's so thorough it's super dope um and i could definitely hear a little bit of that like uh your track no i was like oh man i like the way you you mix the drums it really gave me a similar kind of feeling (laughs) that's what's up it's funny because it's like the only track on the album that's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. But it's so dope. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, and now you're based out in LA. How? Do, what do you like live about living in LA? The weather is wonderful. Mm. Um, I have a lot of friend, dear friends here. So those are the two things that keep me here. The weather is wonderful. My friends are here. The beach is close, and. The food's pretty great, so um, I I enjoyed that. It's expensive than a mug, you know. <laughs> it's not a cheap city, as you know. Yeah. Um, 
and it's too much traffic. But yeah, there's always something to do here, you know, and there's so many different pockets. Like you can go 30 miles away and then you'll be in like an entirely different environment. You know what I mean? So I, I love, I love that. There's so many different, LA has so much range, you know? Mm. I, I like that. Uh, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm wrong here, but I feel like a lot of people, you find a lot of people are in LA or coming to LA. So they're, therefore, you know, you get to do a lot of kind of, collaboration or work with a lot of people or get exposed to, to new artists that um, maybe you don't like I, I living in Vancouver where I'm, where I'm at right now don't really get exposed to as much you know it's not as much quite as happening as there is which seems like there's always something happening in LA every night there's like some incredible artist or show or something happening mm, yeah it's hard to keep up honestly <laughs> I miss a lot <clears throat> yeah did you um, I mean do you have you been to any shows recently that that really inspired you um, I went to the Bad Bad Not Good show. That was dope. It was it was them and um Freddie Gibbs. Oh, nice. And that was tight. Um. Uh, yeah, that was the most recent one. Yeah. Awesome. I got uh just a couple more questions. Um, and then I do. Hopefully, you have some time for a couple of questions from the or, the artists. Uh, sorry, not the artists. <laughs> the people in the chat. Um. The, the one question we ask everyone who comes on the show, and it's really what the show is about, um, I'd like to ask you, what does the power of me music mean to you? Um, <clears throat> I feel like music is a portal. I feel like it can take you wherever you want to go. It's a, it's an escape. It's a, it's a spirit cleanser. It can be, it can be so many things, honestly. Um, it can be fun for me. Um, it's, it's kind of like water at this point. <laughs> like I, not a day goes by where I'm not listening or making it. So I just think this is the, you know, next to water, food, and family is the ultimate necessity. Yeah. Do you find um, when you're listening to more music that it makes you more creative too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> music is like food, you know what I mean? So it's like if we're, if we're listening to nutritious music, you know, we're going to have nutritious music. You know what I'm saying? Gonna, it's, you know, it's going it's to come out in our art. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to be mindful of what I'm listening to and how much of it I'm listening to because it'll, in some way, shape, or form, affect what I'm doing, you know, with my own music. Yeah, I love that. That's a, that is a nice analogy. Um, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> it's like good food. What goes in comes out. Exactly. well not not like that but you know <laughs> um, <laughs> um but um yeah if you could work with any any artist dead or alive who who would it be who if i could work with any artist dead or alive um It'd be cool to work with Prince, man. Mm. <laughs> it would have been cool just to at least, you know, 
be in the same room and just well, that's what he does. Um, <clears throat> living, uh, I mean, Yukimi Nagano is definitely on my bucket list for sure. Like, top of it. That's uh, Little Dragon singer? Little Dragon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be so yeah. cool. That would be tight, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. Man. <clears throat> oh, and Raphael, Raphael Sadiq, too. That's like, you know, yeah. Mm. I love the work with him. Oh, Instant Vintage, though? That's that album? Holy shit. Classic. That's the one, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's the one. I'm glad you brought that up. That one doesn't get talked about, in my opinion, as much as it should. Neither does Ray Ray. That's true. Ray Ray too. is another crazy album. Yeah, Ray Ray's nuts. <laughs> Both of those. Yeah. Man, I had the sampler for uh, Ray Ray. I didn't even realize it was like, for the longest time, I had oh, like wow. eight track sampler, and I didn't realize it was a full album. And I, was, I remember discovering that there was like 20 songs or something. It blew my mind because, That's yeah, amazing. that album's yeah. incredible. So good. <laughs> wow, yeah. Man, Instant Vintage, Ray Ray. If you guys haven't heard those albums, whew, what's your favorite? Is there a favorite track off, off Instant Vintage or Ray Ray that I should pull up? I feel like we this deserves pulling up off a track. Instant Vintage? Oh, instant vintage, I would say, uh, you're the one that I like. Mm. You're the one that I like. That's that baseline is ridiculous. Um, off Ray Ray, uh, chick, chick, yeah. Let's see if we got, um, or or this one, chick, yeah. chick, or this one off of Ray Ray. It's kind of hard to say. All right, we're pulling up first option here. You're the one I like, cause this. Oh man, this album is like so classic in my. Oh, I listen to this album so much, Devin. Like, Bruh, it's crazy. Me too. <laughs> oh, let's just run this real quick. Uh, this this. Oh. Please. Sadiq emote and fire. <laughs> Yo, Nina Mendoza got the best best emotes. Uh, she's always got really like specific stuff. She got a Joyce Rice emote. She got um, what else? She That's got amazing. Uh, oh yeah, Ryan Leslie emote. Yeah, I got some. <laughs> yeah, really. that's sick. So she got a Sarah emote. It's super dope. Oh wow, that's tight. Um, yeah, man, and Rafael Sadiq is 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 you know he's contributed so many great songs to other artists. I think of like my favorite. D'Angelo songs that like he's had a hand in, you know, like Lady and Untitled, and I, I do. Yep. There's a lot of parallels between you guys, honestly. Yeah, man, I, it's so funny. I feel like it's hilarious that him and I have yet to meet, even though we have like six good mutuals. You know what I mean? Like 
probably more low key, but you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely like to meet him this year. That's, yeah, I love that man. We got to get him on the album. <laughs> Let's manifest that, bro. Come on. Um. All right. So. <laughs> so um. Outside the album, um, you got anything else coming up? You're gonna be going on tour, DJ sets, anything like that? Uh, no, <laughs> not right now. I'm like, I'm trying to stay my butt home and finish this record. <laughs> well, I hope we get yeah. another DJ set. I was great uh, catching you on that DJ set when I was in LA a, a couple months ago. Uh, last year, actually. Oh, wait, where? At Johnny's Pastrami. Johnny's, the, the bar oh. next to Johnny's. Wait, you were there? Yeah, it was, it was me um, and Trackademics and Lowkey and... Um, the Deej. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you were Dang. doing a little pop-up there. Playing some I joints. remember. <laughs> Word, that's tight. Um, I hope it was you. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious if it wasn't me. Um, I mean, it probably was. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's my spot. Um, but, yeah, I, I might be spinning at the gold line um, next to Stone Store. Ooh, Pretty the gold Stone line. Store. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might be spending over there soon. So, oh, dope. And if so, that's a, that's in LA. If you're in, um, shoot, uh, Highland Park, yeah. definitely check out Gold Line. That's uh, so that if you're not familiar with the Gold Line, that's uh, well, it's a stone's throw bar essentially. It's it's Peanut Butter Wolf's record collection on the wall, and you just get to choose records from the wall, this massive collection, and play it uh, for people. It's such a vibe. Yeah, it's it's. It's, it's dope in there, man. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're in the LA area, uh, follow me on socials and say up, baby. I'll let you know when I'm <laughs> when I'm over there. Absolutely. Um, okay, I got a couple questions from the audience, and and and, and yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully not take up no more of your time. But um, cool. Eloquent has a question for you. Have you ever had a puppy fall asleep on you? <laughs> Yes, and that's why I wrote a jingle about it. <laughs> he's, he's he's referring to uh, my puppy puppy love jingle. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's, that's shout uh, out eloquent man. Yeah, shout out eloquent. Um, and yeah, having puppies is sweet. I got a puppy. Shout out my puppy Yuri. And uh, yeah. oh, that's great. Um, and then uh, G Force has a question: How much of an influence was the master Kashif on your music? Shout out Kashif, good question. You know what's crazy? I've yet to actually dig in to Kashif like that. Oh, I know. It's like the it's like, it's like an elephant in the room, Loki. Like I, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to really just like sit down and just go into this catalog for real. I've heard like you know joints here and there, but. Yeah, I need to I need to go in. Yeah. Oh man, Kashif, solo album. I mean, obviously he's done work with Evelyn Champagne King and so many other people. But oof, yeah. that solo record, especially on the harmony and like crazy bass lines, and just having that sound. I mean, oh, I, I'll have yeah, to get I'm that a... one for you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, if you got one time time for one more, um, yeah, poet here. Twelve twenty one asks, uh, "What what's your favorite jingle that you made?" Mm. Can you hear this? 
No. No. Oh, I mean, I've been doing drops this whole time. Y'all didn't hear it. That sucks. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say. Probably the newest one. That's like my favorite right now. Uh, which no, no nonsense. That's that's yeah. That's my favorite right now. Honorable mention. Um, don't doubt the S curl with uh, Mark Kibble. Just because I did, I did it with Mark Kibble, man. You know, that's that's such a. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to check that one. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to say thank you one more time, Devin. Um, is there anything you'd want to let the people know while we got we got you on the show? Get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Drink water. <laughs> Get enough sleep, and um, be nice to people if you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thanks again so much for your time, Devin. It's a real pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you and. Uh, yeah, we love your music. I can't too, wait man. for the album, man. Um, Thank you, Matt. Looking forward to it, and uh, I hope to catch you again soon. Um, if everyone can just give a shout-out, the big ones in the chat for, for Devin. Um, we'll, we'll let you get back to your day there, man. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Devin. All right, Thank peace, you. man. Peace, peace. Thanks, everybody. Um, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. It was a real pleasure having you. Real pleasure having Devin Morrison on the chat. Um, we're going to raid out somewhere today. I'm not too sure. Mr. Sonny James, if you're in the chat, please take it away. Um, if Knowledge is streaming, let's go see Knowledge and, and drop him a... If you've got the, the SpongeBob emote, drop him the emote. Um, and if you want to get some of these songs that I was playing in the chat, uh, in this in this, uh, this interview, I'm going to try and put them on, this, on the SoundCloud so um, you guys can listen to them. If not... Oh, man, just go, just go get bussin' and and run that whole album. It's so good. Uh, but thank you very much, everybody in the chat. Thank you, that Goeris. Thank you, Nina Mendoza. Thank you, Mr. Sonny James, and thank you, Loki, very much for the raid. We'll catch you guys back next week. We got Vicky Farewell as a guest on the show. Uh, Vicky Farewell, if you're not familiar, incredible, incredible uh, songwriter, producer, singer, artist. Very much like Devin, actually. She's got great, great credits. So we're gonna talk to her a little bit. So. Yeah, stay tuned, and I'll see you this time, 1 p.m. Pacific time next week, uh, live on Twitch TV slash Serato. All right, peace, everybody.